Hello, fellow board wrestling fans. It's Think So Joe. And just moments ago, I finished interviewing Bill Apter, who didn't give me a chance to even introduce him. Uh, he just started going as soon as the record button hit. Uh, Bill, you will know from Pro Wrestling Illustrated, uh, The Wrestler, and those magazines back in the 80s, early 90s, that were then uh, popularly known as the Apter Mags. Bill uh, now has, uh, he works for OneWrestling.com. And you can get his new book, is wrestling fixed? I didn't know it was broken. Wherever books are sold, uh, and without further ado, here's the interview with Mr. Bill Apter. Now we're only recording audio, correct? Only recording audio, yes. Okay, that's fine. Wouldn't if do that. Not, I could show the comb over. Uh, wouldn't do that to you. <laughs> I got a, I got a little bit of one of those going on myself. So. Oh, that's cool. See, it's part of my ID. Oh, I, I understand. <laughs> the comb over has become uh, part of. Uh, actually, when I. A lot of people watch me on a lot of the old videos, uh, like ECW and right. WCW and all that. They talk, they find me, and they either find me by the bald spot or the comb over, which is great. It's like, <laughs> where's Waldo? It's where's Willie? I started looking for you on the network when I when I tune in to some of these older shows. I'm I'm in a lot of them. I'm in. Uh, I think mid '96 is where I'm up to now. I started with well, the. It, I'm not. Just around the ring. I mean, do you know that I'm a talking head on a lot of the documentaries? Yes, I do. I've I've seen a few of those. Yeah, which is great. Which is great. I I love. They call me a few times a year to come up and do about five or ten of them at a time, and it's it's wonderful. Well, I mean, you've been uh, you've been around the business for quite a while. Uh, not not to not to no, no offense. That's to all right. Age, I, I don't mind. Fifty years. <laughs> fifty years. There you go. Fifty I've years. Been following for... it. I've been following it for about 65 years well you got into it uh back in the wwwf days with playboy uh, with uh nature boy buddy rogers if oh, i wasn't wwwf back then it was nw's national wrestling that's, alliance that's right that's right back then the wwwf really didn't start until uh 1963 i believe okay so if i'm so, right so you're even you're even before that, uh, but but uh, but Nature Boy Buddy Rogers got you into it. I, I from your book. Yeah, Nature Boy Buddy Rogers, Antonino Rocca, um, were the two guys that I pretty much focused in on, and uh, they were both one of a kind. They were innovators. Inno they innovated what would come years and years later. Oh, absolutely. And it was, uh, I mean, I read your book. We've been playing this promo for about 10 weeks now on our show because, uh, we, we've been trying to get you. And, and I got to tell you, you are one of the most professional guys I've ever had to deal with. You actually, you know, you take my calls. You, I don't, you don't hide behind a publicist. You don't, uh, no. and you, and you show up when you tell me you're going to show up. I, I like that. <laughs> a lot of these guys. Definitely. <laughs> but is wrestling fixed? Uh, I didn't know it was broken. Thank you. Okay. Right. Uh, I, I've always, you know, people ask me, they say when I first started doing this, what was it that made or how did you do with the promoters and all that? And I, I exactly what you said. I, I showed up when I was supposed to show up. I listened when I was supposed to listen. Um, I dressed like a professional where a lot of guys that are internet reporters and may be able to write and all this, they go to a show looking like a schlub. <laughs> right, that's a word. Look it up. Yeah, schlub. no, I know it is. <laughs> uh, but uh, go if you're going to represent a wrestling site, uh, a book, a magazine, whatever it is, 
don't be afraid to put on a dress shirt and a tie and look and nice pair of jeans is fine but look professional and act professional and the main thing is somebody asked me on an interview a few days ago they said what is the key to being in this business so long and the answer is very simple it's don't piss anyone off <laughs> and that's, really. good. that's good advice <laughs> I, I, I need to heed that a little bit more. I've been yelled at by uh, Jim Cornette and Diamond Dallas Page and a bunch of other ones. Okay, well, I just taught you a lesson then. <laughs> you did. <laughs> it's usually, I'm, usually when I get into these, I kind of miss one key little element. Uh, like, like, for example, Diamond Dallas Page has DDP yoga. We were getting into talking about DDP yoga, and he says, Bro, did you see that video with the with the crippled guy? And he was walking around on the hand crutches and... I'm like, no, I didn't see that. He's like, bro, that had like four million hits. How didn't you see that? You're doing an interview. Like, <laughs> so, Should have been four million and one. Yeah, right. And, and since then, I've seen that video a, a whole bunch of times. <laughs> I have to. It's amazing it is. how what he has done with people's minds and bodies through the wonders of DDP yoga. It was too physically intense. For me, when I saw people do that, I'm not a physical guy. Right. Um, even though I've done some wrestling stuff, but I, I'm more of a, uh, I'm more of a theater, theater guy, you know. I, I watch. Which reminds me, when do I get my shot at the, uh, championship office wrestling title? How title? Well, you have to, you have to first work your way up the ranks of some, uh, uh, some offices and show me some, uh, some footage. I've been doing a one man show recently based upon the book and uh i am showing highlights of some of the uh championship office wrestling matches that you know it, it's funny because if the publisher knew we were doing this we probably would have been all thrown out of there this <laughs> stuff was mainly uh uh after hours but it it in a way it made it fun for the guys that came to have their pictures taken to do some shtick along with getting their pictures taken. It kind of got them in the mood because we do it mainly before I would shoot photos of them. So then they were all loose and funny, and it was a lot easier that way. Oh, I'm sure. I've, I've, I've been on the – I'm not a photographer, but I've been in photo shoots, so I understand, you know what I mean? and the, I understand toughest, the dynamic. The, the toughest cow opponent, without a doubt, was Rob Van Dam. He did a uh, he did a moonsault off a uh, oh no a Xerox machine, yes, onto me, and I have video proof of that as well. <laughs> oh man, that that had to be. Uh, I, I hope he was safe with you. I hope he he wasn't. Uh, <laughs> too, no, no too cow cow was wrestling, not sports <laughs> entertainment. Okay, so he <laughs> so he he really hit you with that moonsault then. That this is um, sorry, kayfabe. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, I'm just I'm trying to look through your book here, like uh, like well, I was telling okay. you before. That's I okay. Go... And you know, people um, um, uh, these days ask me if I still defend the title, and uh, I have. Uh, I'm pleased to say that uh, I defended it in England at Comic Con there in Brighton, England where I put a young wrestling manager, broadcaster, Chris Chris Garrett, the G-Man, in my figure four leg lock, right on the floor of Comic-Con, which was, as far as I was concerned, was an office. So I retained the title. 
Was that the was that the most recent trip uh, back in November when we were first yes, trying to get you? Uh, let me let me tell the audience about uh, trying to get you on the show because you actually called me November first was the first time that I spoke to you on the phone. Yes, uh, you called me. I was hungover. I was in no condition to do an interview. Uh, then you said, "Call me tomorrow. I'll cut a couple of promos for you." I called you tomorrow. You cut a couple of promos for me in a Walmart parking lot. Because you're a man of your word, you do exactly Will, what you Willow Grove, Pennsylvania. <laughs> yeah, so you you call me, and that's where these uh, three promos we've been playing every every week since then. And this was just before uh, we were trying to get you on episode 200. We have 210 coming up this week. <laughs> well, that's great. I'm, 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 I'm very pleased to. So let me ask you a question. Sure. Why are you bored? Uh, I, you know, uh, we were talking before the show. I have an overnight job. And I'm sitting there. I've got nothing else to do. And I was reading an article that says, uh, you know, this is how you make money doing a blog is you write about something you're passionate about. And I've always had a passion for professional wrestling. And so I was like, what can I call this? I'm bored. I'm a wrestling fan. It's bored wrestling fan. And perfect. That's so perfect. It just, it, it people like ask that. me, people say to me today after watching it for so many years, is it boring? Is it uh uh, why do you watch it? It's so different. And to me, my answer is that for the most part, what happens in the ring, the action is still pretty much what it always uh, is, but it's higher intensity now. But it's the window dressing that's changed, the marketing, the characterizations, every that's all changed. But when you get people in the ring, like the other night when I saw, um, and depending upon when you're watching this on Monday Night Raw, on the 4th of January, when I saw uh, KO Kevin Owens and uh, Adrian Neville, they put on, you know, an incredible wrestling match. Certainly. They're in the ring, outside the ring. So, yeah, I still love it. It's people like that that keep me interested. So, I mean, but you have a lot more of, uh, of these interviews, these out-of-the-ring segments now. Does that take you out of it at all? Do you skip over those like a lot of us seem to do? No, it, it depends what what's done you know i had never seen neville do a red arrow off the ring apron onto somebody before that was incredible right well but i mean aside from the in-ring segments we're talking about like uh interview segments like uh maybe maybe the week before where vince mcmahon's doing the fake ow my neck and, and getting arrested all that kind of stuff is that See, just fake i'm telling you <laughs> how do you know you weren't in there no but that that was compelling to um to bring viewers who like Vince McMahon, and even if they hate to like him, or like to hate him, uh, it was just you know compelling TV to watch. Like, what's this madman gonna do? So I had no problem with that. Some of the segments I have problems with. Some of them I don't. Okay. Within three hours of watching a Monday Night Raw, if you can't find something that you can talk about the next morning in a positive way, then that wasn't a good show while you're watching it. And that's uh, that, I think, is a good way of looking at it. I, I think a, a lot of us uh, nowadays are kind of like, oh, man, this is too long. There's too much crap going on. But I think you're right. There's some, they're trying to pack something for everyone in the three hours. Oh, yeah. Now, you know, it's funny how, how people say a lot of you know people don't buy it. They don't believe it. Um, I had an incident three months ago where a deer hit my car. I did not hit the deer. A deer near a golf course near where I live tried to jump over my car 
missed it and smashed the entire left side of my car. Oh, no. The next morning, I went to a body shop. And I walked in. These guys have no clue what I do for a living. The guys, it was a quarter to nine. They start at nine o'clock. For 15 minutes, you couldn't disturb them. They were talking about Monday Night Raw. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And they weren't saying, oh, that was a bad spot. That was it. They were like, did you see how Ambrose hit that guy? Oh, really? Hey, what do you think's going to happen with Undertaker and Brock Lesnar? They were like, it was just like somebody would be discussing a football game. It was wonderful to hear it. And, and I, I kind of miss that a little bit because, you know, I it's think the internet's... There. It's still there. The, you have to find the right place. The internet has spoiled it for a lot of people because now you know all these, uh, you know, I- insider terms. You can see me doing air quotes. <laughs> the people yeah, at home can't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, uh, you know. I tell people then don't, don't look at that on the internet, but we're drawn to that. We are. And I, it got to a point. We used to do show reviews on the site and we stopped. Uh, for me personally, it was a decision of, uh, you know, I want to watch this as a fan again. So I stopped going on Facebook and Twitter on Monday nights until I got to work and was able to watch the product and it just, I felt better about it. Uh, but I mean, I'm still kind of drawn towards this IWC mentality of, uh, you know, oh, you know, uh, Roman Reigns. Come on. What is the IWC? (laughs) Internet wrestling community. That's. Oh, I got uh, it. Okay. All right. All right. Now I got what you're talking about. Uh, that's that's one of those new insider terms. <laughs> no, no, I, I just there's IWC is uh, International Championship. That's, uh, that's, that's right. International yes. Wrestling Champion. That's that's right. Yeah. <laughs> I think any acronym acronym that has a W yes. in it is probably or, a wrestling or an organization. Acronym. Yes. <laughs> right. Any acronym that has a W in it is probably a wrestling organization somewhere. It is. It is. Um. Now, I, I work overnight in a hotel, and I was reading in your book that you briefly... Now, what, what, brand, what brand of hotel? Uh, it's a Super 8. Okay. Uh, I read in your book that you briefly worked in a hotel. I did a Days Inn in Horsham, Pennsylvania. Which is and a, it didn't last too long. Um, it was between magazine gigs, and I'd never really done anything else. And do you know who Jerry Lewis is? Uh, Jerry Lewis, the comedian? The Nutty, or, the nutty Professor, yes, the original, yes. not Eddie Murphy. Jerry, I became Jerry Lewis. I had put one person in like nine rooms. I, and that's what I was going to ask you is how do you put one person in nine rooms? How, how I does that know how work? I did it, but I did it and their credit card was very upset. I'm sure. <laughs> so no, I, I did do that. I liked the social end. A few people came in and said, Bill Apter, what, what are you doing here? And, uh, I said, well, um, not with the magazine right now. So, while things are being worked out, I still have a mortgage and a family and a lovely dog. So, got to keep the money coming in. Absolutely. Um, but I thought, I thought the job was all social and public relations. <laughs> I'm a mathematical idiot. So, <laughs> once I had to start taking money, taking deposits, okay. processing <laughs> credit cards, it, it all fell apart for me. Yeah, I, that's, <laughs> I, I could imagine. It was uh, good one, socially. It was good socially. One person in the nine rooms. That was uh, one of the first conversations we had was I told you I work in Niagara Falls, and uh, and you were you were telling me about a professional wrestler that owned hotels and restaurants in Niagara Falls. Yes. yes, that's right. You actually wrote about him in your book. I did. I did. There's a whole chapter about him on the book. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and the funny thing is, after I spoke with you, I, I said, man, you know, I, I, I've talked to Bill after for five minutes and I've already learned something about my <laughs> about where I grew up, <laughs> about the sport I love and the field I work in all within five minutes. And then I forgot the guy's name, and then I read the book, and it's like, oh, he's got a whole chapter in here for Tony yeah, Parisi. Tony Parisi, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. He was a uh, um, he was a terrific guy, very kind hearted, uh, very very nice, and uh, uh, it was just unfortunately, you fans will have to go out and buy the book to see the to read the incident that embarrassed me, <laughs> photographer, because I had no film when I should have had film. So, it, it is definitely in the book. Yes. Is wrestling fixed? I didn't know it was broken. It's available wherever books are sold. Now, I'm sure. You know where that came from? Where that title came from? Uh, no. ECW Press, which has nothing to do with ECW wrestling. Right. It's entertainment, culture, writing. They're a wonderful company out, to, uh, out of Toronto, Ontario. And not far from Niagara Falls. Actually. No, not at all. And um, you should go visit and uh, beautiful and city, city. beautiful city, <laughs> and uh, they were trying to come up when they offered me this. They were trying to come up, you know, Bill Apter's this, Bill Apter's that. And so then I remembered this joke I've been using forever, where this kid back in the seventies came over to me in Marietta, Georgia, and I I never forgot him, and uh, <coughs> choking on a pretzel, <coughs> and he said to me, there was a big match between. Abdullah the Butcher and Mr. Wrestling number two. And he said to me, Mister, I just seen Abdullah and two, and Abdullah took a knife and cut two upside two head. <laughs> was, was that fixed? And I said, Was it fixed? I didn't know it was broken. <laughs> and then the dad stood next to him and says, Well, son, you can't fix something that ain't been broken. And I said, that's correct. And that's where it came from. I just remember. And, and I used it as a joke for years when fans would say, hey, Bill, it's wrestling fixed. It's, I don't know it was broken. Uh, just so it turns out what was nice about this, it's become a catchphrase. Because when I did my first one-man show based on this book, I came out and I said to the people in the audience, it's wrestling fixed. And they all said back, I didn't know it was broken. So it was terrific. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, I'm willing to bet just from the little bit I've gotten to see of Abdullah the Butcher's work that, uh, no, that wasn't, uh, <laughs> that one fight, that, 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 that one fixed. Yeah. Abdullah tried to tear my head off dozens of times. Jimmy Suzuki, this great Japanese photographer, it didn't matter where he was in an arena. Abdullah would find him and kick the crap out of him. I have no idea why. <laughs> Just for the just just for fun, I guess. I don't know, but but Jimmy would go. Oh no, I can't shoot Abdullah Matthew. Kill me. <laughs> and that's what he did. That's what he did. Jim, Jimmy was probably um, physically beaten up by Abdullah more times than any other photographer. Hey, you've you've had your share of uh, of getting beat up at ringside I as did. well. I did. I absolutely did. The worst ones were the unexpected ones when uh, someone with the velocity of a Bruno San Martino would get kicked out of the ring by superstar Billy Graham. And he just come out horizontally uh, with like 50 mile an hour force into the photographer area. And we were stuck because there was a, a 
a table at Madison Square Garden, a press right. table that you could not move. It was put into the ground. You couldn't move it. So you got killed. So this and uh, and many other stories about you getting uh, kind of roughed up at ringside are in your book. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And the book is available on uh, Amazon. Uh it's also available on Barnes and no at Barnes and Noble and uh uh many many uh other uh bookstores. Um and uh I'm just very thankful that it's become a number one bestseller uh in the pro wrestling genre in uh um on Amazon. So I didn't expect that. I really didn't. Writing a book and writing for magazines are two different things. And if it wasn't for Greg Oliver, the person who shined up the chapters and was the uh editor and said, Bill, you could have done these twenty pages as five pages, um, it never would have come out this way. It's a it's a really good book. I I read it uh, way back at the beginning of November when we first started talking. <laughs> yes, yes. What's your favorite chapter? I I, I love the whole book, man. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, I mean, it was like two months ago I read it, so okay. <laughs> I don't even know what the chapters are anymore. That's fine. I That's like fine. I said, I took some book. You learned you learned about Andy Kaufman. Learned about Andy Kaufman. Yes. Now, one of the big things that's not in the book about Andy Kaufman is that people pronounce his name Kaufman. And it's not Kaufman. It's not C-O-U-G-H-M-A-N, Kaufman. I just had this bickering with a friend over the weekend. And maybe it's because I'm a New Yorker, but it's Andy Kaufman. And that's what he used to call himself. He never called himself Andy Kaufman. It was Andy Kaufman. You learn something every time you hear from Bill After. You learn something. Really? I did I, not no, know that. The, the, it, it all depends where you are in the world, how you pronounce it. But as far as I know, the correct pronunciation, because he was also a New Yorker, was Andy Kaufman. Okay, that's uh, that. I did not know that. I'm I'm from just across the state from you. <laughs> I know you are. Uh, one of my highlights in the, that I that I highlighted is a. Uh, you were talking about Mike Tyson and having to give him uh, subway fare to get home. Absolutely, absolutely, Mike. Uh, I beside doing the wrestling stuff, I was the. Uh, uh, company photographer for KO, Ring, World Boxing, and International Boxing Magazines. And Tyson was an unknown. And he came to the studio we rented called Contact Studios on 46th Street, Manhattan. And to get him in the mood, I found out he was a wrestling fan. And we started doing wrestling imitations. And he didn't do a bad Dusty Rhodes. It wasn't as good as mine, but it was pretty, pretty good. And, um, uh, he had asked me, um, he said, how do I get home? He thought I drove back to Queens. And I said, I take the subway. So he said, well, would you have enough to make the change so I could take the subway home as well? He totally ran out of money. I, yeah. I don't think there's a lot of people that can say that they had to give Mike Tyson subway fare. <laughs> Absolutely. And then when he became a millionaire, I think he forgot all about me. I did meet him a few other times and he... He really didn't put me together with that guy who was the boxing photographer. <laughs> and Mike Tyson, if you're out there, you owe, you, you owe Bill after some change. <laughs> 35 cents. 30, like. You owe him 35 cents plus and interest. I'm not going to fight him for it if <laughs> yeah, he I'm says sure. no. I'm sure. That's for sure. Just make him chase you on a hoverboard. And <laughs> really? That's it. That'll work. That'll I don't work. know if you saw that. but <laughs> That'll work. I don't know if you saw that hoverboard video with him. <laughs> I did. That's okay. why I said that'll work. He fell right on his butt. He did. 
I did see that. It was all over. It went viral. As uh, it, in fact, uh, I, I think the New Day were making fun of it on Monday Night Raw. <laughs> yes, they were. They were actually. Now, the New Day is, is terrific. You know, oh, absolutely. It's, it's amazing how they found a uh, uh, a niche for these guys that the three of them individually are terrific. But the shtick that they do, sometimes it goes on a little too long, but I love it. I, I think those guys are great. I love their entrance. For me, it's been the best part of Monday Night Raw, and I've had people tell me, uh, you know, oh, I hate the New Day, and I feel so bad that Kofi's stuck with this stupid gimmick. And I said, they love it. I've I, talked to every one of those guys. They love it. And that's what I said. was it's fun. I said that, fun at their job. Don't you want to have fun at work? That, that's what I said. This guy's having the time of his life. He's world tag team champion in the biggest company in, in professional wrestling, at least in North America, if not the world. And you want to say you feel bad for the guy? He's having fun. I want to have fun. <laughs> yeah. Well, we are. We are. Well, right now I'm having fun. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm, I'm looking sad. this way, I'm, I'm, while we're speaking, uh, the uh, uh, NBC News is on, and my eye just caught some of the horrible flooding out in the Midwest. Oh, yeah, yeah. There, which is terrible. Absolutely. So, uh, anyway, back to uh, um, to your interview here. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, I'm, I'm glad you said that about the New Day, because like I said, I've got people telling me, no, no, I feel bad for Kofi, that's terrible, that gimmick sucks, but most of the people I know, that is like the highlight for them from Monday Night Raw. No, no, it's re it's really, really uh, terrific. I did a, uh, a, a kind of a highlight review on uh, OneWrestling.com, which is now uh, picked up by WrestleZone. We're kind of, uh, uh, it's not a partnership, but it's a, uh, a, a lot of sharing of material is going to go on between OneWrestling and WrestleZone. And, uh, but my home on the web is uh, onewrestling.com, and uh, I'm on Twitter at after one wrestling, um, and I'm on Facebook. But it says I have too many friends. How can they tell me I have too many friends? I think the limit is like five thousand, because I I did go to add you back in November, and it wouldn't let me because you have too many friends. That's what friends are for. <laughs> I don't get it. Get it. Well, I guess you're you're a world renowned uh, photographer and print journalist, and uh, I mean, I guess that and, that, and web uh, journalist and web journalist, uh, absolutely. I, I made the transition. Uh, I became I was the very first guy to put video on a pro wrestling independent pro wrestling website ever. It was on onewrestling.com. So kind of innovated a little bit uh, in the uh, internet world as well. Absolutely. I'll use it. OneWrestling.com was uh, was Joey Styles. Joey Styles and Bob Ryder owned yes. it, and it's uh it's the number one OneWrestling.com, and I think it's the oldest existing pro wrestling website still out there. And I love being there, and I like the and I like the uh, I'm going to use an old term, the hipness of WrestleZone. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm not one bored wrestling fan at all. I'm still a big fan of the business. I just don't have, you know, when people are questioning me about wrestling in Japan and all these uh, Mexico and all this, I don't, I, I don't have time in my day or night to. It, that would be a full time job, you know, just to cover wrestling all day and night. The best thing for me is that the uh, the New Japan 
uh, Wrestle Kingdom shows on January 4th every year. They come on while I'm at work, and I can stream them and watch them at work, which is oh, awesome. And the, the match, uh, I, I don't know if you've seen it. It was uh, uh, Shinzuke Nakamura versus AJ Styles the other day. Yeah, Absolutely tore the house down. The AJ Swan song to, uh, to anything, but, uh, you know, I don't, all the rumors about him signing with WWE, until I see a person there, I don't buy it. Or until it's confirmed on their website. And that's that's what I said to somebody this morning because they said, "Oh, you know, AJ's leaving, and, and Shinsuke Nakamura's leaving, and a uh, you know a couple other members of the Bullet Club, and they're all going to NXT." They're leaving, yes, but we don't I, know I, for sure where they're going. I yeah, I've read on the internet they're going to WWE, but I haven't seen it on WWE's site. I haven't seen any of these guys confirm it. And you're absolutely right. I mean, anything it's that on you... their Twitter, it, you know, wouldn't you think that AJ Styles, if he signed the deal, would have put, "I made it, WWE." Yeah, I mean, I I think a lot of these guys try to do like cryptic kind of stuff when they sign until WWE either uh, reveals that they signed them through their official website or Twitter or facebook whatever uh or just bring them out on nxt with uh you know some new name i mean i think aj styles would be safe from getting a new name (laughs) yes Uh, but you never know could be ja styles could be i I think think... they have to come up with names also that uh they can market right exactly i mean i uh... I was surprised to see samoa joe as samoa joe I'll say it's nice to see some of these guys, Samoa Joe, uh, Cowboy James Storm, who is apparently uh, allegedly back in TNA now. Uh, uh, we'll, his... we'll know tonight, probably. Uh, well, depending upon when you're running this show, because uh, tonight we're taping this on January 5th. Right. So uh, Pop TV is uh, debuting TNA tonight. I will be there uh, tomorrow, actually, on the 6th. Okay. I kept tonight available to be on your show. Oh, I appreciate I, that. I, I, TNA. I, 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 you, you skipped TNA to be on my show. I really appreciate that. All right. You can quote <laughs> me on that on Twitter. I, I will. <laughs> that's a, that's a good marketing. If you have uh, another question or two, cause I have to run, cause I have, uh, I have to, I want to cover TNA a little bit later and I have two or three places I have to run to before, uh, before I can do that. Absolutely. Uh, first of all, uh, we are talking on January 5th, the night after uh, they announced on Monday Night Raw that Roman Reigns is going to defend the WWE Championship in the Royal Rumble match. This is the first time, first time since 1992 that the yeah, title's you know up. what? You know what? This is my thought. I don't know anything at all, but my thought is that we're going to see a surprise entrant, Triple H, and I think Triple H is going to win the belt. And then I think Roman Reigns is going to try and win it back at WrestleMania. That's a interesting theory. I that could be to get revenge for his father-in-law. Right, he's right. Got to, he's got to win it. Right. That's that's what I'm thinking. Is Roman is going to go through the whole thing, and then whoever comes out at number 29 is going to be the guy that. Wins. Or it could be Brock Lesnar. It could be. You never know. Maybe Lesnar will show up. Now that makes it interesting. Brock Barack Lesnar. <laughs> Um, could wind up going into the Rumble. I would imagine so. I mean, it's going to be an interesting Royal Rumble, and I think that is, uh, if you want to sell the Royal Rumble, put the title on the line in the match. I think that's that's a great... Well, since Chris Jericho was the first 
unified champion, True. is it time for him to get the belt back? True. Uh, he did show up uh, during that New Day <laughs> segment the other day. I thought that was goosebumps. I thought that was a great way to bring Chris Jericho back. Was how they exactly how they did it. Yeah, and and the and bringing him back with that con- confrontation with the uh, with the New Day was fabulous. Absolutely, I thought were they're given a countdown, and all of a sudden it changes to Jericho's. I thought that was. I think that uh, Chris Jericho needs to be the mentor of the New Day. I could see that. Yeah. All right. See, it's the stuff that will unbore a boring, a bored wrestling fan. Can you, we press pause for a second? We can pause for a second, certainly. Okay, we're back. <laughs> but before I leave, I would like to, uh, of course, shamelessly plug my book. Is Wrestling Fixed? I didn't know it was broken. And uh, I gave you all my uh, Twitter information about OneWrestling.com and um, doing some more stuff for WrestleZone, and I've enjoyed being on here, and uh, hopefully you'll have me back. I hope to have you back, because I, I mean, uh, we, we were, hopefully it won't take us two months this time. <laughs> uh, I, I have one last question for you before you go. I, I know you you got to get going, uh, get some food in you and run some errands, but uh, one last question before you go. When are we doing karaoke? Well, you're up in Niagara Falls. I, I mean, I'm in Buffalo, but uh, Buffalo, Niagara Falls, either one. There's no reason why we can't do it right now. <laughs> Hang on a minute. Hang on. See, in my wallet, I have a flash drive. I have a thumb drive with about 25 songs that I do. I also rap. Did you know that? I did not know that. I See, I, I take old songs back from the 50s and 60s, classic tunes like Moon River Wider Than a Mile. I'm crossing you in style someday. And I take my hat, but your viewers can't see this, but you can, <laughs> or on Skype, and I will do Yo Moon River wider than a mile. I'm crossing you in style someday. You dream maker. You so if you if your um listeners go to YouTube and uh put in Bill After Raps Moon River, there is a uh, a video um Hang on, let me see where my uh, flash drive is here on my computer. Uh, there's an actual video uh, of me rapping Moon River <laughs> on here. Hang on a minute. Um, we're going to do a little bit of this, but you don't... See, you won't be able to see the words. No, I won't. <laughs> Will you? What would you like to hear? Barry Manilow, Dean Martin, oh, uh, <laughs> Neil Diamond, anybody there. Uh, what's, what's, what's the Neil Diamond you have? Oh, everybody does Sweet Caroline. I'm a... Um, I've got, uh, I swear, you know that song? The, that's, uh, that, all for one. All for one. It's yeah. also done by John Michael Montgomery, the, the, uh, the country singer. I, I think the original was the, uh, John Michael Montgomery. And then... it was, I'm a country music fan. Um, and, uh, I've got that by John Michael and I've got, uh, I can love you like that, which was another great, uh, or, or. Or we could just uh, we could just do this. Can you hear the music? Uh, yes. We could do. I got sunshine on a cloudy day. Take it. You got the next line. When it's cold outside. When it's cold outside. I got I've the got month one. of May. Together. I guess you say what can
can make me feel this way, my girl. Now I see why you don't karaoke. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. I don't think my listeners want to hear me karaoke. I, no, I don't know. And I got, you know, I even do, uh, I even do uh, um, a lot of uh, oldies like, um, this was a, this was a great song by, uh, by Frankie Valli. If you remember this, you're just too good to be true. Can't take my eyes off of you. You'd be like heaven to touch. I have this flash drive with me. I will be on January 23rd in Joppa, Maryland at Maryland Championship Wrestling. And after the show, we're going to have a karaoke party. There you go. If you're in Maryland, you want to sing karaoke with Bill after? I'm sure you do a lot better than I did. <laughs> no, you did fine. And uh, also... Um, in the past few months, I've been represented by a great new company called Gimmick Tree Entertainment. Um, so you'll be hearing a lot from them. They're they're uh, uh, they've been doing a lot of my uh, signing my book signings for me and stuff. So um, yeah, and and again, uh, follow me on Twitter at After One Wrestling, and uh, I got to get out of here. All right, I appreciate your time. I really appreciate you. Choosing us over TNA. (laughs) I've had a, uh, I've had a very nice time um, being here on your show, and uh, I hope this is different, and you're not being bored. No, not at all. And I'd love to matches. Right. Once in my life, fade out. I got someone who needs me.